Welcome to the Prepare to Win podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Uh, today, we're going to get into the topic of aligning your priorities with your goals. We're going to talk about a different, uh, couple different things here with dealing with fitness, money, you know, jobs, sports, whatever. Um, something I've been kind of getting feedback on. Well, I shouldn't say feedback. Um, I guess complaints and and you know people asking. I guess more from a mentorship standpoint and. Um, a lot of young people today that I'm coaching, you know, a lot of them are college age people and late teens and, and all that trying to get their lives started. Um, a lot of them seem to have this issue with, with money. And of course, like a lot of people do right now, you know, uh, things happen, COVID happened, all that stuff. But, um, you know, for you young people that are really worried about like where your your money is at right now and trying to make money and you're broke and this and that, in a sense, you're you're supposed to be broke. I don't know what you guys really expect when you're you know 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. Um, you're not going to have a mass amount of money. You haven't done anything yet. You you know have worked maybe a summer job or maybe you worked through high school. Um, you know, you're in college and have a job and things like that, but, um, you're not, you know, a big earner. Typically you're not working a a ton of hours. Typically it's usually part-time work. Um, so don't expect yourself and don't stress yourself out about not having a lot of money. You need to prioritize your money is, is kind of the big factor. Um, and on top of that, I'm going to kind of tie in into fitness a little bit. Um, you know, because a lot of people, are athletes and most people that listen to this take the gym somewhat serious i would think but um you know me and and dane talk about this all the time when you're an athlete you know you need to prioritize your lifestyle around being an athlete so from you know a monetary standpoint you need to focus your money around the things that are going to help you get better you know so if you are working and you know, you have your full semester or whatever, your full schedule at college, and then you're going to the gym and you're trying to be an athlete, prioritize around that. So you should be spending your money on things like your food, your gym membership, your coaching, you know, whatever workout gear you, you might need. I'm not saying you need anything fancy, but hey, we need to buy belts and we need to wear clothes to the gym uh, most places. So... <laughs> Unless you're in a CrossFit gym, then just take your clothes off right away or something like that. So, um, <laughs> uh, it's a CrossFit joke. Got to throw one in there. But um, at the quota, yeah. But you know that we we have this conversation a lot, um, especially one of the, the common things we'll see come up with, you know, a gym membership. Is I'll get this a lot, and I think it's kind of hilarious. And and we've talked about it a bunch. Is when people say like, um. You know, they'll cancel a gym membership or say they can't afford a gym membership. Mm-hmm. And one, if you're an athlete and you aren't prioritizing those funds to go towards a gym, in a gym you should be training in, the one that's going to benefit you the yeah. most, you're not an athlete, period. You are not thinking like an athlete and you are not an athlete, period. Unless you're living in a box outside. If that's the case, if you're living out back by the railroad tracks, come see me. We'll talk about the gym. We'll, we'll hook you up a little bit but if you have a place to live and you know you drive a vehicle to get here 
So, you know, I'm going to start asking, what's that vehicle look like? Right. How much is that vehicle costing you a month? What's the gas on that vehicle a month? What's the insurance on that vehicle a month? Have you called other insurance places to try to get cheaper insurance to be able to afford your gym membership? Right. Um, you know, on the flip side is like, if you can't afford a gym membership, which guys, I mean, at least here, we're very, 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 very cheap. You go down to Columbus, you're not walking in a gym like this for under $70 a month. And that's just to walk through the doors. Mm-hmm. Most cities we go to, now mind you, some are bigger cities, but most places we go, the gym memberships for a place like this are 55 and above. Um, big cities, you're looking at $100 plus yeah. to walk, just to walk in the gym. That's not counting any coaching or anything like that. Um, so you know uh, where our price point is like if you're working a job you're committing call it four to five hours let's say of that job to pay for your entire month of a gym membership right if you could not manage that then you need to find a financial advisor and you need to get help (laughs) i mean there's no other way around it if you're in college yes there are resources at your college to talk to about financial mm-hmm. advice because uh, college students are some of the most at-risk people to make terrible, terrible choices yeah. when it comes to finances, whether they have money to make those bad choices or not. And I can speak from example about making choices uh, on purely credit that should not have been made. And yep. uh, I paid for, well, no pun intended, paid for those ones. but. So the when Justin and I were talking uh, prior to recording about this kind of stuff, there were a handful of things that came to mind. And to say that you have a money issue, it doesn't take the whole thing. It's more of a, it's a money mindset. Mm-hmm. Like your mindset says that I don't have money for this. And the idea of prioritizing the gym or coaching or training, uh, it's been said hundreds of times on social media talking about like, hey, you know, you don't go to Starbucks every single day, there's your gym membership. You don't buy a new pair of shoes. There's a couple months gym membership. Yeah, you don't you don't need the latest Jordans or whatever the shoe is you so know, that's in. This is less about advice on what not to buy as it is like how to think differently. You have to get it through your head that the numbers that you are telling yourself that you don't have available to you, it's just BS. You have exactly. those funds. You, you need just structure, right? You need better structure, and you know part of that is a financial structure. Part of that is also a mental structure on how you view what you're spending your time and money on. Mm-hmm. Because, like Justin said, like if you work a minimum wage job, and I think at one point when I was in college, including being in the National Guard, I think I was working like six jobs at once because I'm an idiot and decided that sleep is unnecessary. Sleep doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll just sleep later. And ironically, you know, a decade later, and I'm sitting here harping all the time about you need to recover and you need to sleep. But at the time, like you could have taken any one of those part-time jobs and the amount that I made in one week paid for my month membership at a gym. Yeah. Um, that's while going to school full-time. And that was my priority. Mm-hmm. That was what I was going even, to dedicate money even to. Even why, you know, I was active duty in the military. When I first got out to California, I went to the mall and got a job. Mm-hmm. So I'm working full time, you know, in the military, and then on the weekends, I'm working at the mall to make more money. Mm-hmm. That's was the whole point. 
Um, now we might get into some some stories here in a little bit, but like you know, I I put myself in financial uh, to have financial problems, you know, and I set myself up for that. So what did I do? I made a point to get out of it. Yeah, but. Um, we'll get into that later. But I think that's a, a good thing to start on because one of the things you said is like if you are broke, um, realizing that like there are two different scenarios there. Are you broke because of your choices? Mm-hmm. Or are you broke, like you said, like you know, you're young, you're in college, you're supposed to be broke. Are you broke because of lack of income? Because those are two very different things. Mm-hmm. You see uh, kids who are like 18 to 22 who get a lot of financial support, whether it's from you know, outside friends or family or whatever, what are you doing with that money? What are you spending it on? Or you see, you know, there are some kids in college who are incredibly hard workers. They have a pretty decent income for, you know, being in school. Again, what are you spending that on? Yeah. What, again, what does your car look like? What, how often are you buying clothes? How often are you going out to eat? For, for most kids that, you know, that age, you know, you're, you got your vehicle maybe, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you have to pay for it, you might have your vehicle. You might have your cell phone, you know, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, you're on your parents' insurance, you know, so you shouldn't have to pay for that. I mean, you know, healthcare insurance, um, but you might have to pay for your own car insurance, you know. Um, depending whether you're living at home or you're away at college, mm-hmm. are you living in the dorm? Do you have to pay rent on a house? Usually the people that are paying rent for a house. Nine times out of ten, especially in the early years, their parents are paying for that, um, or they have some kind of funds set aside to something pay for to help that. out. Yeah. Typically, it's not that the kids are working to, at least from what I've seen, working mm-hmm. to be able to pay their rent. Now, sometimes they are. Yeah, there are some exceptions. Um, yeah, that? so there are so, some exceptions. Now, you know, I, again, I'm not a financial <laughs> advisor or anything. Same. But what I can do is, um, I'm. The, what makes me qualify is a lifetime of experience of this. So I, I've been working since I was 15 and a half. So when I could actually be on someone's payroll, I went and got a job. Mm-hmm. That was McDonald's. First place I could ever work, got a job. Um, you know, before that, like even from a young age, saved my change. I always had a big, you know, change bucket or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I would always throw my change in there. And um, my mom kind of made fun of me because I always saved my money when I was little. Um <laughs> But even like, you know, I can remember little little tricks like when I was in high school, you know, um, used to get lunch money or whatever. And um, I would save, so I'd have so much allotted to me a week. Mm-hmm. So I would have to sit there and plan like, okay, I, you know, I look at the menu. Okay, maybe I like that meal more. So I'm going to save and maybe get more yeah. food that day or whatever. But what I did is at the end of the week, whatever I had left over, I put it in my change thing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the change, sometimes I kept the bills, but if I had any left over, um, but I put the change in there. Mm-hmm. So, or, you know, if there's a couple bucks left, whatever. So what I'm doing is I'm saving and or creating a stream of income based off my lunch money. Right. You know, so. <laughs> might not have been thinking of it that way, <laughs> yeah. but you might not have had that vocabulary yeah. at that age, but yeah. But um, now, you know, on top of that, besides, you know, during sports season, I didn't have to work as much. I mean, like, what am I going to do? Go to the job at 630 at night? When I'm done with whatever sport I was playing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had to work the weekends and stuff like that. Um, but from, uh, call it 17 years old, I've paid for every bill that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So um, I got a car given to me, you know, $800 little 
shit box car. Um, but I was happy because it got me around. Guy from A to B, yeah. I mean, literally, that's, I, I guess maybe I just grew up different, but that's how it was. I was just happy to have a car yeah. to be able to go wherever I wanted to go, mm-hmm. you know, whenever I could or whatever. Um, you know, once in a while, you might get a little bit of gas money here and there. You know, hey, I don't I don't have enough money for my cell phone bill yet. Can I pay you back? You know, my parents give me a little bit. Once in a while, a little bit of money to go out, you know, things like that. So, you know, maybe I'll get some money like that. You know, I'm in high school, whatever. Mm. But I paid. Um, so I totaled that car six months after I got it, completely totaled it. So I had to buy my next one. So um, from 17 years old, I've paid my car payment, my insurance, which was outrageous from wrecking a car, um, my cell phone. You know, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Pretty much anything extra that I wanted, I had to buy it myself. Um, you know, in fast forward, like when I got out into the real world, um, you know, I worked different jobs and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I won't dive too, too deep into details here because I feel like we'll get too far off topic. But, you know, like I remember when I was 18, like, I'd been out of high school for what, like six, seven months at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, me and my mom get in this fight and all this, and, you know, basically kicked out of the house. All right, see ya. So I was thrown to the wolves at 18 years old. So, um, you know, I lived on, I've done it all. I lived on my brother's couch mm-hmm. with his buddies in their, like, place that they had or where my brother's a little bit older than me. But they had a little place in, um, it's kind of in the hood, but, like, you know, whatever. I, and I lived <laughs> on their house until... I, or lived on their couch in their house until I was able and I'd go to work every day come back you know sometimes they'd be partying I couldn't go to bed until they were done partying mm-hmm. you know because I had to sleep on the couch um, so you know then I eventually was able to afford to move into my own place or whatever mm-hmm. um, but you know before, this is prior to going to the military I ended up you know, screwing up my finances, just making it pretty much every mistake that young people make. Yeah. Um, to the point where, you know, when this is kind of what I went into before about like when I went to the military, I had, you know, financial debts that I owed money to people and things like that. Um, and it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't good debt. It was bad debt. Um, so tanked my credit, all that. Like I've been to the point where I've been broke, like broke, broke, mm-hmm. like, I have dug my change up when I was younger. I grabbed change to be able to go eat. So, like, until you know that life of, like, I'm finding change to go get ramen and eggs to be able to fucking eat, you're not broke. You don't know what broke is. Flat out. Um, There was a point that your stories reminded me of. I remember having a conversation with my parents in my early 20s and like we can get into why and how it happened later but uh, like my luxury for the week um was getting to buy a milkshake Mm -hmm. that was like if i did everything right financially i would have enough and what's a milkshake like two bucks yeah a couple dollars yeah Yeah. it's like that was my highlight and sometimes that didn't happen yeah like that was my incentive at that time like that's the best that i could do yeah so. And that's the little reward for doing you know, what you're <laughs> supposed to be doing. Um, In hindsight, it's crazy to think about, but yeah. yeah. But you know, the the thing is, is that you know, obviously, when I went in the military, like, okay, there's that stream of income. I worked another job. There's that stream of income. Um, but I completely, you know, that was the wake up of like, 
you know what the fuck to do. Get your shit together. Mm-hmm. So, but I did seek out help. I went to a financial advisor. I went to this and that. I opened a retirement at 20 years old. I um, started saving money in, you know, doing what I could to pay off debts and things like that. Um, you know, my credit was fucked. I mean, it, it was in the shitter. So, like, for the next, you know, you guys got to remember, if you make these mistakes, it's years of oh, problems. Yeah. So, even, like, four years later or three years later trying to like uh, get my next car and things. It was like, oh man, hassle, paying a, a terrible interest rate still, all that stuff. Yep. Um, couldn't couldn't get a credit line to save my life, you know, um, to the point where, you know, it's like now, I mean, I'll walk in, I'll buy a car and they're not even gonna ask questions or, yeah. you know, I can call up pretty much anywhere that offers a credit card and get a large you know credit line and we're good to go. Um, you know, so, but even back then, like during my times of being, you know, broke or whatever, um, not having a lot of money, guess what I still did? I still worked towards my fitness goals. Guess what I spent my money on? My gym membership. Mm-hmm. Even though there was, um, you know, I could have went on base and I could have worked out for free, but it wasn't always the, um, how do I put it? Like it wasn't particularly like the gym that I needed at the time all the time. So like yeah. even during the military, I still paid at, at various times depending on where I was living for other gyms. Mm-hmm. So um, <clears throat> there's that, but I still spent my money on food. I still spent my money on anything that was going to make me better, get me better, get me further along. Yeah. Um, still, you know, I, I spent my money here and there, did things. But, you know, throughout to kind of pick up through the next few years – you know, what I didn't do, and I saw a lot of people do through, especially like early 20s, I didn't take vacations. So I didn't take a vacation. My first vacation after being in high school or well, like senior trip, you know, whenever you're 18 or whatever, mm-hmm. I didn't take another vacation um, until I was, was at the time, 27 or something. So we're talking like almost 10 years yeah, without a real, like an actual vacation. So, um, you know, I couldn't even tell you if I went to like another city and like hung out for the night, you know? Yeah, while you're talking, I'm trying to do the math in my head on the time between when vacations happen, like a true vacation, not just like, oh, I had to travel for work. Yeah. And I'm counting that as like a work vacation. Yeah. yeah. Um, But these are the things I watched, you know, my friends, man, fancy vacations, nice cars, you know, spending money on like jet skis, boats, whatever they could get their hands on because they're, you know, making a little bit of money or whatever, um, buying, you know, all the clothes, like everything. And not to say like, I didn't buy some clothes here and there, you know, obviously did, um, you know, still went out, still had a great time. But I, I started to grasp the concept that none of that shit mattered. Right. So, you know, at, when did they IPO? It's like 23 or 24. I started playing the stock market more even then. So like I bought, I remember buying Facebook and I, I was fucking excited. I mm-hmm. bought like a couple thousand dollars <laughs> worth of Facebook and I was like, okay, here we go. Like no one believes in this company, but I believe in it. I know Facebook, <laughs> you know, I'm this young kid or whatever. Um, and you know, I, I chose to spend thousands of dollars on something. I probably didn't really know what the fuck I was doing right. like, to be honest, um, to take that risk to make more money and to better myself versus I could have took that thousand, couple thousand dollars and went and blew it on whatever. Right. And you um, see that happen all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like these momentary pleasures of, all right, I'm going to go to Vegas. Um, or, you know, that might be a cliche example. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to buy, you know, so many new clothes. or Because it, it's not as you have to be gym related. Yeah. You, know, you said before where, yeah, you have to have the training equipment, like the belt, mm-hmm. the shoes, the clothes. Um, but it doesn't have to be all the time. It doesn't have to be expensive or the most mm-hmm. expensive. It doesn't have to be extravagant. But I would have friends who would cough and say, like, oh, I need to buy new jeans. Why? Why? Why do you need to buy new yeah, jeans? Why do you, like, did all your jeans shrink? Did they yeah. get ruined? Like, you can't How wear often, them? And this is the thing. Like, no, Again, no, I just need align your priorities to your goals. Is your goal to go out all the time? Okay, maybe you're someone that has to dress up for you know business. Like, you got to, you know, back before COVID, you actually went places. Mm-hmm. Um like you had to wear, like I had buddies that they have to wear a suit to work, yeah. you know, or like you work in an office, you have to dress nice. Right. Okay, you have to spend money. There's on, a standard presentation. You have to spend money on your clothes. I understand that. Um, so, you know, kind of whatever your priorities are, but if like you're going out once a month or you're going out once every couple months, why do you need to go spend $1,000 on new clothes all the time? Right. What's, think about if they if people truly think about it. What's the point? And that's something I started to get as I got older. Especially, um, I lived with a roommate. All's the guy. I mean, this guy would go spend eight hundred dollars here. Two weeks later, go to the mall, gonna spend another thousand. Mm-hmm. Like he would just blow money on clothes all the time. Racked up a ton of credit card debt. Let me tell you, we're in two different spots now. Here, whatever, nine years later, eight years later, we're in two completely different spots. Um, but why he had a job that he made double what I did. He could have been further along had he just played it right, but he wanted all that stuff that means absolutely nothing. And that's when I started to grasp the concept that you don't need that stuff. So like now, you know, like I, I told you yesterday, I buy one pair of shoes pretty much a year that I wear, you know, if I'm running in and out places, mm-hmm. I have a couple pairs that I wear if I'm putting on real clothes, like non-gym clothes to actually go somewhere. <laughs> real clothes. Um, but like those shoes, you know, I've had for years. The jeans I have, while yes, they are expensive, I've had them for years. Mm-hmm. The shirts that I choose to wear out, I've actually modified and found, okay, that brand and that brand the cheaper one actually fits me better mm-hmm. feels more comfortable so I quit spending the you know sixty dollars fifty dollars on a shirt spending fifteen dollars on a shirt mm-hmm. you know it's little can, things like yeah that. it makes sense especially like how often am I wearing these things so I I put myself towards my goals mm-hmm. my lifting shoes I just bought were 130 dollars my Lifters that I bought years ago were 200. Mm-hmm. My belt is a hundred and I don't know, whatever, 120, 130, 140 dollar belt, whatever it is. Yeah, you know, but how long are you gonna? But have how those? long am I gonna have these? I've had my, my squat shoes for like seven or eight years now. Mm-hmm. It's going on like those other shoes. Um, you know, that's the second pair of like I guess actual shoes I've wore for like powerlifting. The first ones I've had for five years. See, I look you know, at things so like, like that, they're no longer, well, I mean, they're technically purchases, but they're more investments. Investments, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to spend, let's say you spend um, the $200 on a pair of shoes. Yeah. But when you do the breakdown and say, I'm going to be wearing these shoes for a number of years, and well, how much money are you basically spending per year on that pair of shoes yeah. if you've had them for like seven or eight years? Like, that money is well spent. Well, even the, the how I say I buy one pair of shoes a year. These ones I have on are $130. Mm-hmm. 
they're comfortable, they're going to last, they're not going to wear down. Because I went the route of like, I bought some like cheap Under Armour shoes before, and oh, I'll wear them around. They last like three months. I'm yeah. Like, well, that didn't work. So it's you know, so it's not just you're you're not buying low quality things in order to save money. Like you're mm-hmm. buying the right thing that will last you long enough time to justify yeah. your investments. Like, stop spending money on dumb shit. Just yeah. Stop. Um, like that's step one. But there's also, you know, jumping back a little bit, it seems like there's this victim mentality around it where it's like I need to be buying these things you know I deserve to be buying these things and then the idea of like well I don't have any money is like well you put yourself in that position yeah. like you cause this scenario you're, to happen you're buying because your needs not or you're buying your wants not your needs exactly and when you can shift that mentality even though they're not technically the same thing like if you can shift the mentality from what do you need or for what do you want to what you actually need like you're no longer the victim of putting yourself in a position of not having any money for it. Yeah. Um, so that when you have a conversation with someone and they say, well, I spent $200 on a pair of shoes and you say, I spent $200 on a pair of shoes seven years ago. Yeah. Like we bought the same shoes, but we're in two very different places with it. You did that last month and you're going to do the same thing on something else next month and the yeah. month after that. Um, you have to be able to like separate those actions. Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's what's your priority. So, you know, if you're if you want to see the world, guess what? You're gonna spend money. But if that's your priority and that's what you want to do, mm-hmm. go do it. That's your priority. You're prioritizing your money and towards your goals, which is to see the world. So go do it. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of what we're talking about right now is in relation to fitness, because like when we started off, yeah, we said we were going to talk yeah. about that. But you could replace the action of that and say instead of fitness talk about traveling the world or mm-hmm. like is your goal to have an incredible wardrobe all right mm-hmm. then you know that's your goal that's yep. what you focus on but the mentality is still the same yeah and and it just you know again like i have down here like you know about your career your job so like if you're you know if you need to go to business means if you need to kind of cater to clients if like you're trying to work yourself up in business mm-hmm. and you know you're gonna have to spend a little money to you know maybe make these connections then okay, you're prior, again prioritizing towards your goals. But like, you know, we're tr- I'm trying to keep this around fitness. When you say like I can't afford my gym membership, or I, um, I'm broke, can't afford food, and things like that. What did you do? Look inside yourself and mm-hmm. ask yourself what did you do to put yourself there. Some people, hey, it's just it's circumstance of luck, wrong timing, whatever shit happens. Yeah. I understand that. But I'm almost one bet. And hey, if you want help, I'll help you. Again, not a financial advisor. You you can send me your breakdown of all your bills, what you're making, all that. I guarantee I find you where you can cut corners. Mm-hmm. And if you're lying to me, I'm gonna fucking know. <laughs> so I've helped a lot of people to understand this shit. And it's not to say like, you know, again, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not some wealthy person. I'm just someone who came from nothing. And is at least getting someone. Yeah, speaking from right. experience. Yeah. Um, I think that's important to say, though, that like, at that age, you're not supposed to know. Hmm. But you are supposed to learn. You are responsible for learning. Yeah. Like It is a rude awakening to look at your bank account and see not only do you not have any money, you've got things coming up over the next couple of months that you know ahead of time you will not be able to pay for. Yeah. And when you find yourself in that position, you can decide to be a victim of it or you can do something about it. And the first thing that you can do about it is talk to somebody to figure out how do you change it. 
Yeah. And that change process, it's going to take a while. Yep. Um, I mean, like Justin said, you make some bad choices, the more of them you make, the longer it takes to come. Sometimes it's years, yeah. you know, a decade or so to fix that. But you are not necessarily uh, required to know how to do it right now, but you better damn well sure learn mm-hmm. how to fix it. Yep. And, you know, like I said, I've tried me. I've been there because at 18 years old, I was driving one of the nicest, well, probably the nicest car out of my friends. Um, had, you know, thousands of dollars on my wrist, had clothes, had whatever. Um, I've been there. So, you know, uh, everything that I'm speaking of is, is from actually doing it. Um, <clears throat> so, again, like in, in to press forward with it, like, as you get older, you're going to start to realize this or, you know, even you, the people that I shouldn't only be speaking to the young people because there's, there's people my age that need this talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I mean, older, it's just, it's just, it's one of those things that American, well, I shouldn't say American, it's like people in the world, we're just bad with money. Sometimes we're bad with decisions. We're pat, bad at prioritizing, uh, prioritizing towards our goals. <laughs> I cannot talk today. Um, but we're, we're just bad at it. That's all there is to it. And I think it's a mindset issue yeah. of focus. Yeah. And being determined to get there, writing it down, and actually having a plan to get there. But understand, like, again, this whole thing's been kind of about, you know, money and things. And you're not always going to be at the top point of, like, your money. You're going to have to invest in things. You're going to have to spend your money. Um, You know, for example, like, when I got enough money that, oh, I could probably safely open a gym right now. Like, I at least have a backing, Mm -hmm. you know, I... Uh, no one's gonna oh by the way no one's gonna give you a business loan uh, unless you've been open for two years so that's out the door unless you have a private investor um but you know even you know had that money was still like nervous about but you know what some of that money had to be drained to start a business and had to be reinvested more to grow the business and to keep things going you know so like you know i watched my savings account dwindle down and it, sometimes that's how it's going to be, but I'm investing towards my in prioritizing towards my goals, which was to build a business. Right. Um, so during that time too, like, you know, I lived in a very cheap apartment. Um, you know, I, I drove a decent car. It was nothing fancy. You know, payment wasn't huge or anything, but like just a decent little Chevy Cruze or whatever. Get, go get around, good on gas, all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but, you know, if you broke down... You know, bill-wise, it's like I pay for a cheap apartment. I have my cell phone. I have, you know, whatever, cable, internet, you know, all that crap. But, like, I didn't have anything that was way out in extravagant extravagant stuff. So I learned from my credit card debt, too. And, like, I'm just going to throw this number out there, which is going to (laughs) shock the fuck out of people. Um, So, you know, kind of a rough ballpark. Um, since my financial fuck ups, um, I've spent, this is business and, you know, business and personal, I guess I should say, but I've spent, you know, well over a hundred thousand dollars on credit cards. Well over. Okay. I've paid in the last 10, what are we on? Call 12 years. I've paid less than $150 in interest. Damn. Yeah. So, again, credit cards, <laughs> try me on it. I know all the games. I know all the things. But that comes from I learned how to use credit to my advantage. Mm-hmm. And I learned 
when you use this credit card, how do you pay it back? What's the payback scheme? You know, how do I roll over to one that's no interest? Mm-hmm. You know, keep your credit score extremely high and you'll be amazed at the shit you can do. It's crazy. Yeah. I, honestly, it is. So I always tell that story when I open the business because the first year of the business, I spent 40, um, I think it was like $48,000 on a credit card. Mm-hmm. Um, on credit cards because I couldn't get a loan, but they gave me a credit card with a, a high credit line. So I spent $48,000 on it and um, I only paid, it was like a, barely over $100 in interest. Wow. So that tells you on my personal side, like I barely paid any interest ever at all. So that thing squared away with that. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're going to use them, know how to use them. Um, but again, uh, coming back to, again, let's bring it back to fitness. Um, you know, make sure that if you're going to be an athlete prioritize prioritize towards that. So like you need to, if your gym that you're going to is a hundred dollars a month, $150 a month. If you're coaching and gym and all that stuff costs you $200 a month, you need to fill out, you need to put that in your budget and then you need to start figuring out how do I continue to afford that to get better? Because this is something that's important to me. Step one, make a budget. And for people that are just common gym goers, like a gym membership shouldn't be viewed as like an extra of something I can afford, like an amenity. Right. It should be a priority because the healthier you are, you're going to save yourself so much hassle later in life with health bills. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get on, just get on one medication, two medications. Let me know how much that costs you a year. Now, I know everyone listening like 20, 21, 22, oh, I'll never be on anything. Yeah, wait. <laughs> just wait. Because you know how many people I know that are, you know, barely cracking 30 and they're already on meds? Yep. People that are 40, it's even worse. And it so. doesn't have to be uh, what you might typically think of as medication when you think of, oh, as you get older, you start taking things for, you know, blood pressure or statin or cholesterol, you know, anything like that. Um, and this isn't suddenly going to turn into uh, talking about the aging process or anything like that. But it, it's a cliche line, but an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. It's a real thing. Is I mean, the amount of people that I've worked with for the recovery side and soft tissue side that have said that they've had less pain day to day while at work because they come in and get worked on once a month, once every six weeks. And the benefit that they have, you know, mentally and emotionally, knowing that they're not going to feel, you know, jacked up as they're going through work day to day is a huge part of that prevention. They don't have to deal with that. And then you add on top of that the strength benefits that I've watched those same clients receive, you know, from working with a personal trainer maybe two times a week for a couple of months, and it turns their whole life around. I mean, you can't really put a price tag on like the mental well-being of that one and not even getting into the medication that they might not have to take anymore in order to help out with that. Like We see it a lot, and that's in the older population, mm-hmm. but you have to start that. At a young age, yeah. I used to back when you know I trained more gen pop. I mean that was it was so common. The people forty to fifty years old coming in, and it, there was always a medication two, three that they mm-hmm. were on, and um, a lot of times like we could get it to where they came off of those. I mean within six months. So how cheap is that investment to have someone coach you up for six months and then completely change your lifestyle to where you may never need those meds again? Right. You know, I mean. So. 
So one of the things that Justin was talking about earlier is like the, the prioritization, but the more specific your training, the more specific the prioritization just because you're going to have more needs. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have someone who is a competitive power lifter, weightlifter, uh, more competitive athlete, you are going to need, you know, one-on-one time. You're going to need coaching and programming, not just the gym membership, you know, mm-hmm. probably some nutrition work in there as well and some kind of recovery plan. And yeah, mm-hmm. that adds up. Mm-hmm. But that is a reflection of your goal. Now, exactly. if, you're, if you're a general member and your only goal is to say, hey, I want to come in, you know, a couple times a week. I want to better myself. Have if you-, you can't find like the 40 to 50, maybe $60 a month going in there, like, this is how much of a priority is that? This is obviously going to be um, a stretch here because the guy's extremely rich and uh, professional athlete. But have you ever heard how much uh, LeBron spends on like oh, a yeah. season on his care, his trainer, his food, his this? Not, was it like one and a half million? Not, not, mind you, like this is yeah. Now, mind you, that's it's LeBron. Like he's making stupid money, and, right? You know, these are amenities. You know, I get that, but. But correlate it and re- make it relative. So, like, even like an Olympic athlete or someone trying to go to the Olympics, mm-hmm. they still spend a ton of money. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, there's bodybuilders, you know, that are let's call them pro bodybuilders. You mm-hmm. know, maybe they have their their card or whatever their pro card. Um. These people. I mean, it, it, we're not talking small change. Like some of these guys with their trainers, this that care, you know, all that spend twenty thousand dollars a year on just care coaching yeah. and stuff like that and again it's all it all becomes relative but like if if it really matters to you and in you want a lot two three four hundred dollars a month to it do it yeah you know what i mean prioritize that it's it's how good do you truly want to be because i promise you when you start dialing in everything you're going to be that much better yeah but you can't you can't prioritize that when the forty dollar gym membership is buckling you. Right. You need to then restructure your finance finances to meet your goals. Um, I think the better approach to it would be to sit down and say, "All right, what is my goal, and what do I actually need to make that happen?" Yeah. All right, and then you make a comparison with your budget and say, "How much of that can I afford?" Yeah. And then what can I do to adjust? some of those needs in order to match it. So, I mean, if I came to Justin and I said, okay, I want to be um, a decent power lifter. And I, I don't know what those numbers would be, you know, for someone of my age and weight and everything like that, but I want to be a decent power lifter in the next uh, three to four years. You know, what would you suggest that I would need starting off? What do we want to start with? Well, I mean, we would need just a basic plan of like how to, um, you know, obviously like how to structure your program to at least start to get you familiar with the lifts, more familiar, build the technique, start all those things. We would dial in, you know, food, things like that pretty much right away because you're an, at least an experienced athlete. So we've got nutrition, we've got mm-hmm. one-on-one yeah, we programming. Probably, yeah, you would need like one-on-one help to fix the technique. Mm, okay. Um, I always like to do more in person at first if it, if it's available. Yeah. Do a couple sessions in person. So then when I'm speaking, you know, online or, you know, via um, feedback through whatever we're using when you send in videos, then I'm able to 
tell you that and you know what the hell I'm talking about. And we've already fixed some yeah. things. You know, I might give you like this cue, like, hey, remember what I said, do this or so, whatever. But yeah, automatic programming down, you know, one-on-ones, uh, nutrition, get that together. And then, you know, you know the care aspect of it. So you probably want to find someone that you're comfortable with for your own care and things like that. Roughly, what would you say a month I should be looking at spending? Uh, like before so, food, before equipment, anything like that. Just I mean, if you're getting like, you know, let's let's say you're just a common person. And I'm know? asking this because so, Justin and I have talked about this quite a bit. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so like if you're if you're walking into me off the street and like there's no hookup, there's no nothing, right. there's nothing like that, um, and I gave you know no discount, even though a lot of times I will if like you yeah. multiple things or whatever, but um, you know. Let's just even factor in. Um, I have to pull out the calculator because I'm okay. old as hell. But let's just factor in even. Um, I, I'm just gonna take the average price of like care once a week. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, so when he says care, he's meaning like yeah. some kind of soft tissue work, whether that's yeah. physical therapy, massage, etc. So et like, you know, just quick mathematical thing here you would be devoting about 417 dollars a month to your training okay by doing that so to walk in you know get coaching get uh, a gym membership get a program all that stuff and if it's just straightforward pricing you know that's already that's going to cost you over 200 dollars mm-hmm. as it should and that's right. what a lot of people don't understand because they go to these places or they see these places that like Oh, you can get on a program, have your gym membership, and, um, you know, whatever nutrition, it's going to cost you $100 a month. Let me know how the coaching is from that. Right. So even back when, like, we first started, we started with an extremely cheap membership because I felt like, one, we need to grow our name. But then also, like, we're in a small little box. We don't, you know, have a ton to offer, but we have some knowledge to offer. Come on in. Um, Plus, I wanted to be a base more around training anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, But I remember even back then, like, I some pretty cheap prices. I think like if you got on programming nutrition for me, it was a hundred dollars, you know, combined. Um, okay. So for me that for comparative to now, that's, that was a cheap, cheap price. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was to help kind of grow things and all that stuff. Yep. Um, but as you grow as a coach, your value of time is becomes more expensive. Right. Um, so, you, you know, I, I have no yourself. problem throwing out my own personal stuff. So, my last coach, because um, I'm not going to throw out the current price of what I pay, but like, let's just throw. Uh, I spend 150 dollars a month on average for my coaching. Okay. You know, and if it came down to it, to where I felt like I needed nutrition and found someone I trusted, I'd pay for that too. Mm-hmm. Um, which the coaches I would trust are probably over 100 dollars a month for nutrition. Um, you know, luckily I have a free gym membership, but I've always paid for a gym membership. Yeah. So. You know, even for you college kids, when I was in college, full time student, you got um, the rec center there. Yeah, fuck the rec center. Never, yeah. never even went. So I, um, I had a, um, a commercial gym membership, so I could go in, you know, do my bro thing or whatever. But then, um, like I was, you know, CrossFit was my goal at the time, so I think I was paying a hundred and what was a hundred and ten or hundred twenty dollars a month for CrossFit, and then another forty five for the gym membership. So I was paying $165 a month while I was in college mm-hmm. um, with a newborn with, you know, I wasn't making a ton of money right. at the time from coaching or anything, but it was a priority to me. Mm-hmm. I lived that lifestyle. So, um, 
You know, I mean, I remember the gyms in California, they're not cheap. They're like $65, $70 a month just for a basic gym. Yeah. You know, so um, I've always done that. But So the next thing I want to ask is, because I, from my standpoint, I've had this conversation before and I just want people to hear you explain it. If I came to you and you said, all right, Dean, you're going to be spending, you know, roughly $400 to $420 a month to do this. And I say, realistically, I, I can't afford that. This is a priority for me. Um, I will make as much adjustment as I can to my budget. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of conversation do you have with someone that doesn't, you know, devalue your quality as a coach, but like helps them to meet it? Typically, what I would do then, like, you know, if there's just like absolutely no way, um, I would probably cut the nutrition. Okay. Because the program is what's going to help you. Because most people don't have a clue. Right. Um. So the program is what's going to start to get you better and then you'll probably pick up tidbits here and there from um, nutrition and you can start to look things up yeah so like when you look up like things on programming and things on nutrition typically the stuff on nutrition is at least a little bit more straightforward there's not as much bullshit out there whereas like with programming you, know, you could go down some rabbit hole that gets crazy and it's not even meant for someone like your goal, but you have no clue. Right. You know what I mean? You don't know why or what, you know what I mean? Exactly. So you, in again, you could be reading the blog or the article of some guy that train that charges $30 a month for his custom programs or whatever. And it's like, you don't even know what that is. Copy paste. Yeah. Copy paste. And he just sent you an email. Take your, your, uh, $30 or whatever and um, you know that's called a template it's not a custom program because right. <laughs> we do we do templates too and yeah they're they're I think whatever they're priced at like 35 or something mm-hmm. a month but that template is nowhere near what you're going to get if you had individual you know coaching stuff but I also so, know that you explain that to people too yeah. like you let them know like yeah there's no feedback there's no yeah there's no because you know I've had to have this conversation with clients who need to drop back to stuff like that before and I tell them there's no more feedback there's no more coaching there's no more like i can't change yep. anything in the program and it's straightforward what it is is what it is um so but the the people that you know there's some people i've been with me for a very very long time um and those people some of them are competitors some of them aren't but they value their own life enough i guess yeah. i should say yeah. and they value their priorities enough they value the gym enough that this is like what they're, they live that lifestyle still, even though they yep. don't compete or anything, they still live within that and they allot that to it. Comes back to what we were saying before the enhancement of your quality of life based mm-hmm. on what you're doing. Um, because they started at an earlier age and they prioritized it and they began to see the accumulation of how much it helps. And so they continue to put the money towards that. Yeah. From in my side, when people will say, like, hey, um, so recently, you know, I've had a couple of people say like, hey, we were trying to save money because, you know, we're going to have kids or we're going to buy a house or like I yeah. found myself having to buy a car all of a sudden and I have to you know put funds towards that. And all of that makes sense. You find yourself in those situations where savings is gone, mm-hmm. you know, you know, towards a whether it's a planned or unplanned life yeah. uh, circumstance. Um, but you always give like some alternate version where it's like, all right, you don't have to see me once a week, even though that might be optimal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, once a week costs this much, what if we did once a month? This yeah. is what it costs. Now, in the meantime, here's what we're going to do. Like, this is the stuff you suddenly have to do for yourself 
as yeah. an athlete. This is still a priority. Yeah, it's not going to be as good, but it's going to be better than nothing. And like you're pushing education, but that would require the individual, athlete or not, to have the mindset to try to find a way to make it happen. They come to you and they have a conversation that says, look, I can't do this right now. What can we do instead? I don't want to stop. I don't want to quit. But I, for a time being, like I can't put as much money towards this. What can we do instead? Um, but coming back to you know what we said before, that is a very different perspective. That's a different mindset where you know they're still trying to find a way. And in that case, I'm more than happy to give them education yeah. and to push education on them. And, and at that point, it's like something is better than nothing. It becomes kind of that kind of thing in a way. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I've seen this a lot. Like there's there's people that, you know, um, haven't prioritized this stuff, dropped off or whatever. Then they try to come back later and they're all gung-ho serious yeah. again until I tell them my new price. And they're yeah, I'm like, oh, well, you can go to, you know, I'll, I'll push you on to another coach that I trust or whatever. Yeah. And, and here you go. Um, it's nothing against them. Which it's is like, yeah, the value changed. Yeah, the value changed. And, and for some people, it's just there, there's coaches that I, you know, like for here, for example, like I might, um, I a couple months ago, I passed on a client that came back, wanted to do um, some programming, nutrition things and stuff like that. I said, hey, you know, um, I think I, I think I gave that person to Lindsay. Might have been, uh, might have been Austin. One or two. But like, I, I remember just saying like, hey, one of these two will do better for you. Mm-hmm. Um, their rate is a little bit cheaper. I trust for your goal. Like they are completely capable of doing this. You're good. Yeah. You know, um, but there's, you know, there's always, um, there's always options that we try to give, but also I'm, I would never, and, and I, I'm becoming better about this because I do give way too many discounts out. Um, I'm getting to that point where it's like my time is X amount, this value. Yeah. If you don't want to pay it, you know, I'm sorry, it's not sorry. against you, yeah, but, but this is what I'm worth. This is what this is what it costs. So same with the gym, you know, this is what it costs. If you mm-hmm. don't want to be here, sorry to see you go, but there's there's other gyms. Good, best of luck. So, um, yeah, that pretty much wraps up our our uh, life lesson there. We could probably go into a lot of stories about <laughs> making mistakes. Oh yeah, yeah. At some point, it can. We've continued the conversation about know, credit card debt in the early twenties. <laughs> we've been there, been there, done that. Um, but I, I guess the the whole thing of it is that, like, again, speaking to you athletes and speaking to people that are quote unquote serious about their fitness, um, don't say that and then not be committed to your goal with your money, with your priorities, with your lifestyle, because that's for 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 us that are serious about that's the way we've been for a very 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 long time. Right. Um, so going on, you know, pretty much my entire life. So, all right. Uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. We'll, uh, be getting this one out there. The next episode, we'll do more Q and a, um, so be on the lookout for that. As always, you can reach me on Instagram at J underscore O L Y one five J Ollie one five. I put out a Q&A for recovery on Mondays. You can find me at elite underscore recovery underscore LMT on Instagram. Look forward to you guys' questions. Have a good day.